It's been a very good week for soundtracking with our little film music podcast nominated for two gongs at the UK's Premier Audio Industry Awards, the Arias. We are over the moon. We can't thank you enough. And who better to celebrate with than one of the biggest names in the music business, the boss himself, Bruce Springsteen. Now, Bruce joined me following the premiere of Western Stars, the film he co-directed with his longtime collaborator, Tom Zimney. Western Stars is a cinematic interpretation of his album of the same name, features live performances in his barn, home video footage and Bruce's meditations. More on that shortly. First, a quick question. Do you like to keep up to date with all things technology? The web, gadgets, your laptop? Then how about trying Computer Active, the UK's best-selling fortnightly computer magazine? Now, I'm a bit of a tech head, but one that doesn't really understand or enjoy all the complicated jargon that comes with it. That's why I've really enjoyed the variety and the tone of the articles, the advice and information that comes with Computer Active, from how to protect your data to the best antivirus software. It's a fantastic way of staying up to date and helping me get the very best out of my various bits of technology. And for being a listener to Soundtracking, we have a special offer for you, whether you prefer a digital or a print version. If you subscribe now, you get three issues for £1, along with a 15-piece PC repair toolkit as a welcome gift. After that, every issue will be hand-delivered every fortnight at no extra cost, and if at any time you want to cancel, you'll be refunded any unmailed issues. So to get your first three issues in print and digitally for just a pound, plus the added bonus of a free PC repair kit, head to getcomputeractive.co.uk forward slash soundtracking. That's getcomputeractive.co.uk forward slash soundtracking. And so to Bruce and his friend and co-director, Tom Zimney. We'll begin with the title track from the album and film, Western Stars. Wake up in the morning Glad my boots are on Instead of empty in the whispering grasses Down the fiber forest lawn On the set the makeup girl brings me Two raw eggs and a shot of gin Then I give it all up for that little blue pill That promises to bring it all back to you again here ride me down easy Ride me down easy, friend Tonight the western stars are shining bright again Here in the canyons above sunset The desert don't give up the fight Coyote with someone's chihuahua and its teeth skitters across my veranda in the night. Some lost sheep from Oklahoma sips her mojito down at the whiskey bar. Smiles and says she thinks she remembers me from that commercial with a credit card. Hell, these days are ain't no. Mother's just again Tonight the western stars Are shining bright again Oh, and even the credits 
are just beautiful and gorgeous. I kind of wanted to know what you two were talking about at the bar as well for that. <laughs> um, I'll never tell. Congratulations. <laughs> congratulations on this film. Uh, Bruce, you sort of watched it again. I imagine you've seen the film a, a few times. How does it feel to sit and watch it? It's a little strange, <laughs> you know, but uh, it sounded great in here. This is a good sounding room. It looked good in here, so it was fun. You guys go way back. You've, you've been working together for over 20 years on, on so many different types of projects. But what was it? What was the reason that you wanted to make this film? Because it's so many things, it's really hard to say what it is. Um, but where did the idea come from to, to make this beautiful piece of art? I think the first thing that I, uh, my experience was that I, I got a call from uh, John Landau that Bruce is going to check in. There was some new music that we wanted to just capture. And then, then I think it, after shooting it at the barn, it evolved to uh, doing some interviews. And uh, from there, we started to look at the interviews and, and think about approaching it differently. And in the cutting room, we kind of found what we ended up with. Yeah, it was really just pragmatic because I... I made this record that took me a long time to make. I started it in 2012. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, I'd put it away for a couple of years and go back to it. And yeah. I ended I had like 40 songs and I edited them all down and I had to find the record that I had been making. But it was such, it was an unusual piece of music. So I knew I wasn't going to tour on it and bring an orchestra out. And, and so I was trying, it was just pragmatic to think of what I could do to help support the record. So I said, well, if I'm, I'm not going to perform it, maybe we could perform it once in front of, and, and film it, mm -hmm. you know, that way people get a chance to see and what it's like to, to play it. And so it just started with with that. And, and initially it just started out as a performance film. I was going to just shoot, shoot the record from start to finish. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we did, you know. We decided that the barn was a great space to do it and... Rob Mathis, the guy who you see once in a while going. <laughs> he was very important. He put the band together. And uh, the whole performance was shot. And we rehearsed once in New York, once in the barn, and then shot it for two days. And, and that's and it was done. And uh, the band were completely ready when I walked in. I had never seen them before and I haven't seen them since you know so they're like ghosts of your imagination yeah you know so uh, uh, it, it's just started out as a performance film and then like I was saying there was what's the next thing you do in a performance and well you get people you interview the people who have performed and they say what a great guy I am and how what an honor it is to work with me you know <laughs> So that's just what comes next, you know. <laughs> so we did that, but at some point I said, "Well, gee, this is all new music. How am I going to get people into the inner life of these songs that they've never really heard before?" And I started, "Well, I need to introduce them somehow." You know. And one night in front of the television, I I, I was sitting there and I just kind of started to scribble my thoughts down for each song and it was all right there so I ended up with the script that I that is the voiceover and then once we sort of had the voiceover we needed something for it to voice over of you know <laughs> so we Tom had some images and we shot a little film during the 
photo session for the record and we just started to play with that and it started to feel good over the voiceover and I then I started to score the voiceover and that get got us into this whole other section of the film which is really what turned it into a movie you know mm -hmm. rather than just a concert film you know so so it really kind of happened very organically and uh, uh, just bit by bit change how do you change yourself We've got a hundred-year-old barn filled with the best kind of ghosts and spirits. We got to play for a few friends. You never know what's going to happen with new music. Had enough heartbreaking pain. Had a little sweet spot for the rain. It's easy to lose yourself or never find yourself. The older you get, the heavier that baggage becomes that you haven't sorted through. So you run. I've done a lot of that kind of running. I'm stuck out as I go. I've spent 35 years trying to learn how to let go of the destructive parts of my character. Hey, I'm just traveling up the road. And I still have days when I struggle with it. Catch me now, cause tomorrow I'll be gone. We all have our broken pieces. Emotionally, spiritually, in this life, nobody gets away unhurt. Always trying to find somebody whose broken pieces fit with our broken pieces and something whole emerges. You lose track of time. It's all just storms blowing through. Like wild horses. A certain kind of magic took place. Chasing wild horses. The music began to take on a life of its own. Life's mysteries remain and deepen. Its answers unresolved. So you walk on through the dark because that's where the next morning is. Tonight the western stars are shining bright again. These little films, they're almost, they're, they're so beautiful, these gorgeous little short films that sit between the songs. And they're all, they're, they're so many different things. They're, they're mantras, they're, they're kind of introductions to films, they're, they're little stories. And I mean, you, you are one of the greatest storytellers of all time. And you have been since you started writing music. But for you revisiting those songs after you'd recorded them for the album, was it, was it difficult or was it, was it, was it, was it kind of interesting for you to? That was, it was very enjoyable because I got to go inside the, go inside the songs again mm -hmm. and try to have a deeper understanding of what they were actually about. What was I actually trying to write about? And it ended up that while I was, I was working on a meditation about men and women and love and the difficulty of love and how do you move from being an individual actor into uh, a life that's filled with people 
and family and friends and some com communal experience. Everybody has to walk that journey, you know. And so the film was a study about what that trip is like, and it was, and the the spoken pieces end up being just these meditations, you know, these little tone poems uh, that lead people into a deeper understanding of the music. The album itself, which which came out back in June here, is 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 the most gorgeous collection of songs, and it is the orchestration of it is so cinematic. You know, when you listen to it just as a standalone album, was it was it obvious to you, Tom, in terms of when you were thinking about how you were going to shoot it and what it would look like visually, that it had this kind of real sort of filmic quality to it already? Well, I, I think I immediately responded to the the sonic landscape, and as a filmmaker. I could just feel listening to this album the first time, uh, the, the color palette, and, and just it evoked all kinds of references to cinema and just widescreen. There's a place on a blank stretch of road where nobody travels and nobody goes. The desk man says these days around here. Well, two young folks could probably up and disappear And rustling sheets of sleepy corner room men To the musty smell Of wilted flowers and lazy afternoon eyes At the moonlight motel The pools filled with empty foot deep Got dandelions grown up through the cracks in the concrete Chain link fence has rusted away Got a sign says children be careful how you play Your lipstick taste and your whispered secret I promised I'd never tell have drunk beer, your breath in my ear at the moonlight hotel. And when we shot the concert, we had no idea it would end up being a movie at all, but we did shoot it in a way that gave those sweeping barn shots and 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 I was really responding to the sonic qualities and listening to the, those arrangements with the strings because it, it for me it evokes all kinds of feelings of visuals and and a landscape when I write in character in other words I'm, I'm writing these narrative short stories about you know it's a way of exposing your own inner life and, and struggles but you're writing all the details are of someone else's life you know uh, I, I tend to write real cinematically when I do that whether it's Nebraska or Ghost of Tom Joad or Devils and Dust those are all my short story records are really they're my little movies that that I, I script out and so those songs are always suggestive of a visual landscape I got my finger on the trigger but I don't know who to trust When I look into your eyes 
There's just devils in dust We're a long, long way from home, Bob Home's a long, long way from us Feel a dirty wind blowing Devils in dust I got God on my side And I'm just trying to survive What if what you do to survive Kills the things you love Fear's a powerful thing Turn your heart black you can trust It'll take your God-filled soul Feel the devil's end You were great driving a car as well. Oh, man. <laughs> when in doubt, I just oh get in and drive God. the car, you know? It's just like... <laughs> what are we going to do with this song? Eh, drive the car. <laughs> just Could drive anybody the car. look cooler <laughs> driving a car? No is the answer, I think you'll find. <laughs> There's some beautiful old footage as well that we see kind of interspersed with things which, you know, a lot of it we recognise people in it, a lot of it we don't. And I wanted just to touch on that footage and, and where it came from and, and making the decisions about what you would use for that. For me, this is a space that uh, I'm just really grateful to, to have this collaboration with Bruce because if you can imagine I have this voiceover that is really powerful and you have nothing there. And... I'm so happy to have that space of trust that I can throw up some old Super 8 and, and we can both sit in the room and, and wait until that thing happens that I can't, I can't put into words, which is, it feels right, it's magical. Uh, a home movie from the 50s, or we explored things on a rainy Saturday afternoon with home movies that, as a filmmaker, I had nine cameras and, and Bruce discovered a clip that you shot in your honeymoon. Yeah, but if you look at this, the, the films that Tom chose, it's all ritual, 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 the things that connect us. Mm -hmm. You know, weddings, parties, family, dancing, the things that keep our heads above water. You know, so, so Tom dug out all that beautiful archival footage that, that really suggest all those things you know and then he also found the home footage of my honeymoon that's my honeymoon <laughs> in that little log cabin we decided it was a good idea <laughs> and uh 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 it was 1988 and uh he i hadn't seen it for since then i don't think you know so he he had archived some of my home movies and pulled that stuff out and it was fun to that's fun an, to get in the film. That's an amazing trust to have with each other, you know, in terms of, of you trusting Tom with, with that footage and, and kind of and knowing and judging what's the right thing to include and not include as well. Well, we've been together a long time. And <laughs> right from the beginning, Tom's trustworthiness was always without question. And, and he's just somebody I, I, I feel like I could... I can do anything with cinematically. I can say, gee, this is great, or man, I'm not looking so good in that shot, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And I can kind of say or do anything with Tom, and, and Tom always responds and is a beautiful collaborator, so I'm very lucky. I don't know if this was deliberate or not, but there's in the in the film, I mean, I went through all kinds of emotion watching this film and you kind of pull your own experiences out from what you're talking about, you know, and you talk about that meditative quality to it and I, it, it's so true but there are pieces where it might go to black for 
a second or two uh, after a performance before it goes on to the next thing. And it almost feels like you're giving us a chance to either exhale or just take a moment or was that deliberate? I, I think this is reflective of, of, of uh, a lot of the records that I listen to and, and that way of, I'm actually what I'm thinking about is just like Born to Run and the, the seconds between those songs, the importance of those moments. And I remember sitting in the kitchen editing room next to the studio and, and, and having, we would watch it in real time and then just wait for that natural gut moment of, okay, let's carry the story on. And yeah, it's those like, details matter. It's like sequencing a record, all, all good records and all good cinema has rhythm. You know, and you know, you're trying to gently lead your audience on this journey and so you're you're timing their breaths, you know, and uh good timing is essential in in the filmmaking just as it is in, in, in music. So those just those brief moments allows you to sort of collect your thoughts about what you just saw and just long enough to prepare for that next thought, you know. Do you mind if we talk about a couple of the specific tracks and performances in the film as well? Um, Stones, for me, is just extraordinary. And it's a different performance on the film than it is on the record. You know, you have Patty singing with you on that. And those moments where you're, God, I feel like I'm going to cry, when you're singing together on the mic, extraordinary. And I just wanted to talk about what it was like for you filming that. Yeah, that was, uh, I should have had Patty on the record, you know, and that was a, a big mistake because it's all about men and women and and Patty brings so much and we've been together for such a long time, for 30 years, and so that's a lot of experience around that one little microphone. <laughs> 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 you know? So we bring all of that, the minute we lean in, oh my Lord, there's this, this whole 30 years of emotional life together between us. She's she's wonderful. And and really her presence, even when she's not singing with me, just her she's she's actually if you dig deep down into the center of the film, she's she's there. I woke up this morning with stones in my mouth. You said those are only the lies you told she's not you hadn't planned for her to sing a particular bit and you're kind of like come on come come back for some more come on we want some more i love that it's so beautiful so it's so it's so personal as well you know you we, we feel like you're really letting us in on such a 
an intimate moment, really. Well, Tom edited all of that and caught all that himself, you know, so that, that, that he, he found all those moments. Mm. Can we talk a little bit about this, the score as well and, and writing the score and where it felt right to have, you know, a, a, additional music, so to speak, and when you wrote that and was it a reaction to what you'd written for those little pieces or how did it work? Yeah, that, those were drawn from the initial piece of music itself, even if I, it's a completely different melody, there was just, like I say, the film is a meditation, so the, the musical pieces underneath tend to be circular and repetitive, and they just draw you in and down into what we're talking about, you know. They, they came around, it was very easy, you know, I think I, I would just go in and, it was almost the first thing I thought of, you know, but it was a lot of fun. Actually, that was some of the most fun I had was was, was scoring the voiceovers and those, those little pieces of film. Well, this song was my shot, my tribute to all the great Jimmy Webb songs about character and place. Here we find my brother in heartbreak, a long way from home, trying to work it off, sweat it out, over a long, lonely summer in a faraway town. As a filmmaker, I wouldn't want to dream about this opportunity because it was I could hear music coming from the studio as I was cutting and all of a sudden I, I, I realized I was responding you know from the music in the other room and, and then we literally jump in back and forth we were that close in space to be able to just feed off of imagery and, and sound at the same time so for me it was a dream we had a nice setup because Tom was editing the all those in-between pieces in the room right next to where I was recording the uh, uh, the score. So and so we would just run back and forth. Say, hey, man, I got something. Check this out. And he'd come in and, yeah, oh, yeah, that's going to work. Then we were able to just kind of immediately channel it into the editing room and able to hear it immediately under under the images. And, and uh, uh, it was, a, I think we, all those interstitial pieces of film we I think we edited in a week and a half or put together in a week and a half or two yeah, weeks it was, it was pretty quick yeah well you only shot it in May is that right yeah. May time that's an amazing kind of you know turnaround for something so cinematic and beautiful and it, 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 it these experiences get a little bit blurry in the sense <laughs> that you just dive into this deep dream <laughs> yeah. and then all of a sudden uh, we were cutting and Bruce said let's go to the desert and and then we're in the middle of the desert and we're shooting and then before you know it I'm back in the cutting room and there's new score coming in and in in a strange way we just keep very concentrated energy mm -hmm. at it at all times and 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 uh it's a little fuzzy afterwards but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you talking about long-term collaborations you guys obviously have that and uh, and John Landau as well who, who you mentioned earlier how important is it to have you know someone like that because you guys are so in in the moment of what's going on to have a, a set of eyes that I guess might be kind of slightly oh, taken yeah. back 
Yeah, John's very important always, you know. I mean, I at the end of the day, I, I he's my first audience, you know. It's like when I think, okay, I'm, I'm writing and, and we're creating to communicate deeply with all these people we, I've had a long conversation with over many years. But the first time, the first conversation I had was really uh, deeply about all these things was with Mr. Landau. So uh, he's always central in the, in the creative process and, and uh, it's lifelong relationship and a very lucky and lovely one for me. And what about for you, Tom, in terms of having someone that you can... I don't know, I mean, what, what was her, his thoughts on the aesthetic of it? I mean, did he get involved in that side of things as well and references and things like that? I, I feel very lucky in the sense my, with my journey of 20 years um, having a constant dialogue. And with this film, I'm, I'm always surprised because it would be a reference to, from a silent film to... Uh, he'll pick up a detail the, of lighting and noir, and and it's it's an it's an influence I go to constantly in the filmmaking process. But I I just I I, I feel like it's it's always an exciting moment to to share it with him and then to the world in that way that it just it comes together. And I recognize a little bit of this in the earlier footage, archive footage that I see in the studio. So for me as a filmmaker, I'm just greatly honored to be able to collaborate with all these guys. Bruce, for you, you know, you you just turned 70, belated happy birthday. Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, it's incredible, and and the drive that you still have as a as a as an artist to to do this as well. You know, you didn't you didn't have to make this film to go along with this extraordinary album, but you did after you just finished this incredible run on Broadway. You know, you kind of you you love what you do. Obviously, we love yeah. what you do. But what is your drive? Where does that drive come from? Do you I'm think a, I'm a man of many talents now? <laughs> you know, I write books and do Broadway plays. And now we're making movies. I'm going to try being an astronaut next. <laughs> I'll let you know how that goes. But uh, I've been lucky. I think my, some of it might have to do with, you know, you're turning that, you know, you're, you're getting that to that age where you're sort of, you're summing up a lot of what you've learned and what your life has been. And, and so the writing the book really was the first chapter in, in me doing that, I suppose. And then the play came out of the book. And and in a f funny way, you know, this sort of came out of the play. You know, there's some relation to that. So I've, I've had a really, a really good run over the past uh, five years as far as feeling really inspired and being really creative. I've done things I've never done before. It's been, I feel very lucky for that because uh, you never know. Yeah. I did hear you say on telly last night that you are going to tour, though, which is, you're going back out on the road. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. i got to go back to the day job, you know. <laughs> got to pay the bills. Got to pay the bills. <laughs> Can I ask about, you know, you talk about this right in the album, and it, you started it back in 2012. You had to put it down and come back to it. What's the catalyst for you to start a record? What What was it? I just hope I can write something. Because you always think you're never going to write again because you can't explain writing. You know, writing is a mystery. It all, anything creative remains a mystery. Am I going to ever write another song? Because you often think, 
I have no ideas. You know, I'm simply wandering around for a year without any ideas or any inspiration. And, and so suddenly something comes along and you find another vein in, in your creative mind that you, that you can tap, you know. Mm-hmm. And so for this record, it was <clears throat> sort of the Southern California, Burt Bacharach, Jimmy Webb, and I said, gee, and, and, and it can come down to something as simple as, okay, major seventh chords. I've never written with major seventh chords. What if I tried to write some songs that had that feeling and, uh, and suddenly something, you're into something fresh, so you have all these new ideas. You know, and that's the key. The key is the hardest thing to do is to write rock music because I've written a lot of it, you know. <laughs> but in a funny way, the play and the book, and these were all things that were very fresh, and so I had a lot of new ideas as, as to, as to, uh, uh, to what creative direction to go in. But that's always the challenge as you get older. You have to, you know, you're all, you have to, you, I always say your audience wants you to do two things. They want to feel at home. They say, and surprise me. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to do those two things at the same time. You know, and then you've kind of clicked on something and your journey with your listeners continues down the line. You know, uh, so uh, I'm feeling good. You know, I'm lucky. I, I mean, to have a. Such a big audience at this point around the world and that supports my work is. is I don't ever take it for granted. You know, it's a wonderful thing, and I enjoy providing fresh pieces of work and, and ideas, you know, yeah. for, for them. We, um, we look for any opportunity to celebrate your work, be it old or new. Next year being the 40th anniversary of the river, I think, as well. So we'll all be celebrating that hugely wow. here as well, yeah. Just in case you weren't aware of that. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> there's another track in the film that isn't on the album that... Um, I had to apologise to the person in the room with me when I watched it. Rhinestone Cowboy. <laughs> Love that song. Was that a kind of just, you know, let's do it another just one. Tossed in let's at do the another end one. <laughs> because we got to the end, I said, well, gee, you know, it's a little on the dark side. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and so, which the story was was and was not, you know, so I said, I need, and that just, it was just a tip of the hat to a lot of my inspiration, the, the inspiration for the record and, and, and film, so. It's great. Did you know it was coming? No, I was just thinking about that. It's, I think I found out like three minutes before shooting. Man, we've got to do Rhinestone Cowboy. This isn't finished until we do Rhinestone Cowboy. I've been walking these streets so long Swinging the same old song I know every crack in the dirty sidewalks of Broadway where hustle's the name of the game And nice guys get washed away Like the snow and the rain There's been a world of compromising On the roads of my horizon But I'm gonna be where the lights Are shining on me Like a But 
but you say there about you know this is this is kind of dark, but but we get so much light out of it. You get so much reflection is I think is a really good way you know you talk about moving forward is one of the things and the themes that you talk about as well and I think that this film will give so many people the opportunity to address so many issues that you raise in these wonderful little sort of films in between the songs that will kind of help them in a way and I think the film is I wish them a lot of luck you know (laughs) (laughs) it's complicated shit it's done you in good stead Um, I can't not talk about the barn I think we all want to go to the barn don't we everybody wants to come to the barn that is I mean just from watching it on screen it's a magical place (laughs) the barn is 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 pretty cool you know we we, uh, it just came with the property and and uh uh, we we built the bottom for the horses and and the upstairs hasn't been touched since the late 1800s so all of that was has been there for a hundred years and it's just a you walk into that upstairs and it's just an incredible incredible space you know so we like we have our parties and weddings and we built that little bar that's up there all of that is up there not just for the film, that's actually how we keep it. <laughs> you know? So it's kind of neat. Well, I guess it was a, a no-brainer then in terms of location of film in this. And well, I was, as a filmmaker, I, I'm really blessed. I had a team of people like uh, my, that could help me. George Travis and uh, Barbara Carr, my producers. It went, you give a call and you say, we're going to put 300 people in a crane and nine cameras in a barn. It had two openings. Yeah, we got to salute George Travis because there's only two relatively small windows uh, to get stuff into the barn. And, I mean, they brought a crane up and everything else. I don't know how they did it. I didn't see them do it. All I know is I went up there and all that stuff was there, you know. But uh, I have to tip my hat to, to George Travis. Slightly concerned about them ruining your barn when you came in. Like, Watch careful, um, but there, but there's for you with the space. It seems like it's a it's an inspiration as well. Is 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 it somewhere that you you find inspiration from that it has this yeah. kind of? It feels and like we were lucky. We did it in May because it gets really hot in the barn, and and we had we were there for three days. One day was pretty good. A couple of the other days were pretty hot, (laughs) and uh, it only has to get to be about 70 degrees outside for that barn to really heat up up there, but it it was such a great space, and I got to give the orchestra credit because they were sweating, and uh, (laughs) they, but they... They played beautifully, and Rob Mathis, who is the musical director who put the band together, uh, helped me orchestrate the, the, all, all, all the string players. Uh, it was an, an amazing, amazing ace in the, ace in the hole, and a, a great, a great deal of help. He's an amazing musician. Guess what goes around, baby? 
physical reaction to that on stage when you have this kind of incredible collection? Do you? What, what's the... That was fun, you know, it was like you have all that power off to your right, and I, I haven't played with the string section before, you know, just a little, very little bit, but not not in that way. And it sounded really good inside the barn, so it was very in, in, inspiring to... We we'd sung every song twice, I think. We did everything twice, shot it for two days, and used almost exclusively the second day. Second isn't day, that yeah. right? Yeah. What about for you, Tom, when you see this I, thing come to life? And well, I, I, going back to the idea of the barn and the presence of the orchestra, I remember this feeling uh, that we had something special when I, Bruce just walked in and the, the orchestra was tuning up. And I started to hear how the sound was kicking around the, the ceiling. And, and that's what you hear in this film recording. There's something really magical there. And I just wanted to get out of the way of performance and hopefully get lucky to capture those moments where Bruce was interacting with both Patty and also that sense of secret language that happens on stage that I see with the E Street Band where Bruce turns to the orchestra and, and they're responding with eyes. And, and um, yeah, I think I got lucky a few times in those moments that the camera was just in the right place and you know capture that energy. There's one particular, I think it's the... I think he's a cellist who's kind of quite close to you. And at one point you kind of turn around and, I don't know, give him a thumbs up or something or or just, you know, acknowledged him. And his little face just like literally kind of like, oh my God, Whispering Scenes just, it's kind of, it was, it's so, so beautiful to see that yeah, reaction. The string players were great and Rob, Rob chose them all and they were all just sort of perfectly cast, you know. Yeah. So it was really lovely. They were, they were, they were great people. What would you like people to take away from this film i don't know you know uh but, you know i guess it's the kind of picture i, I mentioned last night so well you know you come in to see it and you're with your gal and you sit down and you're watching it and it gets towards the end and you hold hands <laughs> oh man don't make me cry again god and um, thank you for making it because it's it's just a beautiful piece of art really and uh, and I think a lot of people are going to get a lot of things from it I know I did so. thank you so much for making it thank, thank you. you for your time Bruce and Tom thank you ladies and gentlemen thank you came into town pocket full of songs I made the rounds but I didn't last long I'm out on this highway with a bone cold chill it's somewhere north of Nashville I lie awake in the middle of the night Making a list of things that I didn't do right With you at the top of a long page field It's somewhere north of deal I made, the price was strong I traded you for this song We woke each morning with hearts filled Bluebird of love on the windowsill Now the heart's unsteady and the night is still All I've got's this melody and time to kill 
From the film Western Stars, that's somewhere north of Nashville, showcasing the talents of the string section Bruce Springsteen and Tom Zimney referred to. My huge thanks to Bruce and Tom for taking the time to talk to us. Western Stars is on home entertainment formats now and is an absolute gem. Now, if you're new to soundtracking, head to edithbowman.com to catch up with all of our previous episodes and do subscribe while you're there. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. We are at Soundtracking UK and we'll put the video up for this interview on our YouTube channel too. Next up, a man who can pretty much do everything and... To be honest, this podcast kind of has him to thank because he is the king of podcasts. Kevin Smith is next week's guest. I very much look forward to the pleasure of your company then. (laughs) 